Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the embodiment of that meme of the woman walking in. She's like, how y'all doing? I know. So remember when we said we were going to take a two week break? <laughs> well, it's been four months. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting the I'm kinks shy. out. I know, me too. Oops. And I've also never talked to you in the same room before. Yeah, we figured out a way to record in the same room. So, here we are. <laughs> I can touch you. <laughs> Dirty. Please, please okay. don't. <laughs> yeah, lots changed since we uh, last did this podcast. A lot has changed. <clears throat> so, we just want to say... Thank you to everyone for your continued support and for continuing to listen to us and for just, you know, sticking around. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So hi to all our old friends and hi to some new friends because I think there are some new people. I think so. Um, And we're so excited to be back talking about, you know, our, Same old. our silly little stuff. Yeah, but most importantly, thank you for being patient with us. Yeah. Because uh, we're going through changes. Lots of changes. And, uh, yeah, good. Yeah, all good. good all very good. But, oh. yeah, it just, yeah, it takes a large toll. It does. On the body and the mind. And the spirit. And the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, yeah, and we didn't want to come back until it was right and we could give our fullest selves selves to all of you because that's what you deserve. Yeah, and we were, like, at the end there, we felt like we were rushing a little bit and and it was getting hectic and we want to be able to be fully present with you when we're here for our special little chats because it makes, because they are special. I know. And that's it. That's all. all. That was all mushy and disgusting. So. We're going to get into it now. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we'll still be taking questions in the beginning. So um, we know that we have quite a bit to go through, but please continue to send more um, and we'll get to those as, as, as we get to them. Also, okay, update for me. Um, I'm going to say it fast and then we're going to start talking about shame. Okay. Not that this leads into that in any way Mm-mm. at all. No. Quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. Two updates. Yeah. Two? Yeah, two. T- yeah? Yeah. Do you know what the second one is? Yeah. Not necessarily cause and effect, but Stevie has gotten me hooked on I Love Lucy, and I now have a <laughs> crippling, um, crippling attraction to Lucille Ball. So, anyways... Um, and also, um, I'm a lesbian. Okay, Woo-hoo! let's continue. Let's go lesbians. <laughs> so, first question. Yeah. First question back. Hell yeah. Here we go. Okay. So, it's not really a question. It never it's is. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the conversation starter, this literally starts with, here's the thing, so I'll just read it verbatim. I've been having a particularly hard time lately with feeling really bad with myself and kind of disconnected from pretty much anything. And I think my main struggle is that I feel a lot of shame. I honestly don't know where it comes from and I've been talking about it in therapy for years now and all that but still have no clue as to why it's there. 
I once thought that it might have to do with being gay, but have accepted that I'm pretty much having accepted that I'm pretty comfortable with it. And I actually love that part of myself. So I'm pretty sure that's not it. Anyway, I know this might be kind of broad and pretty out of context because you don't know me, but I'm a little bit lost with these feelings. So I was wondering if you had any advice or thoughts on it. Well, we certainly have thoughts on it. For sure. Because we have thoughts on everything because we're Leo women. (laughs) Amen. Shame's a, that's a topic I've thought a lot about without getting very far in thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things that I've like really put a lot of thought into and feel like I'm kind of at the same spot as when I started thinking about it originally. Yeah. Well, because I think too, like shame can feel like, even though it's rooted in like a form of embarrassment or a form of like hyper awareness of oneself or like Mm -hmm. of being perceived. Yeah. It's almost like embarrassing in and of itself to recognize the shame that you might feel yeah you know what i mean yeah and i think it's so instinctive that like when you feel shame it kind of goes hand in hand with embarrassment that you just kind of you suppress that shit yeah and you don't actually sit in it and i think for a really long time i've i misconstrued shame that i was feeling as my intuition like in Mm. thinking that things were wrong or like thinking that like oh that like i did that wrong like i i fucked up there and like that's my gut telling me that i am like doing something wrong when really it was just shame around a subject wow that's and, really interesting and so i recognize that but i have not gotten to a point where i think that i can necessarily separate the two right but i know that that does happen yeah does that make sense yeah no that makes complete sense i think the thing is is like there have been a lot of articles written about like the difference between or or rather like shame and guilt being confused or like the same breed just like two different faces mm-hmm. um, and I think that like the most important thing or the most important difference is that like shame truly is completely internalized so it's like where something may have warranted like an outward reaction or like an outward expression of something Mm -hmm. we because like for whatever reason we don't feel like we can take up that space or we don't feel like um those emotions are warranted or are going to be welcomed yeah that we like turn that around and internalize it and think okay well clearly whatever i'm feeling is wrong and so therefore like i am wrong or what i did was wrong or the way that i am is wrong and so I think that, like, we just, I just showed you a TikTok. I sound like such a boomer saying that. I just showed you a TikTok. I've been saying lately instead of, oh my God, so I read recently. And by I read recently, I mean I saw a TikTok. Okay, so yeah, so I read this journal recently, Mm. and basically it was talking (laughs) about how, um, (laughs) it's talking about how oftentimes, especially for, people who have like historically or like traditionally not been able to take up space and like not been given the space to feel through emotions so everyone but straight cis white men correct Mm -hmm. um have internalized um anger that like should have been expressed and that like suppressed anger turns into shame or like is manifests as shame Mm -hmm. and so I think that like the way that she this woman said it was like if we can look view the things that we feel shame around even if they aren't identifiable as like little pockets of suppressed anger or a suppressed feeling 
and kind of work through that, then that's a way that we can sort of start to work through, like literally exp like expelling that feeling of shame from our bodies. Yeah, because if you never allow yourself to get angry, then you just internalize that and place the blame on yourself. Totally. Right? And I think it's interesting because it's definitely a problem within our, um, like it's like, shame's an issue that comes up within your own life depending on what your given circumstances are and what your identity is and and how that has manifested in your life and in your environment and all of that but then i also think that like shame and fear like together are two like the most powerful tools of the patriarchy oh absolutely because i feel like in terms of like sex like i feel a lot of shame for having desire and having needs um and having just boundaries and then I feel terrified to implement them so those mm -hmm. go together like that and then I feel scared to acknowledge my needs and desires that aren't being met and then I feel scared that I can't fix any of it and then I feel shame that I can't fix any of it because mm -hmm. I'm scared to tackle things and I'm ashamed that I'm scared and it all is like internalized from like the patriarchy and the environment that you exist in yeah does that make any sense yeah no that was actually that's a really really intuitive point that was articulated bad, it, no 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 that was articulated perfectly like truly because i think the thing too is that's such a good point and like turning it to like literally a it, an issue within like an institution yeah because Shame, I think, is such a crucial part in ensuring that, like, along with fear, obviously, but shame is such a crucial part in ensuring that um, marginalized people do not recognize the power that they have and don't implement this power, that power that they do have yeah. to enact change mm -hmm. that will somehow, like, um, rupture the current system or like the current way of life or whatever it is yeah and so i think too like because i know like even for me it's like i some i'm like have worked through it majoritively now but like used to feel like a lot of shame around my sexuality obviously like when it came to my attraction to women because mm -hmm. all i knew was like or all I had seen and all I had, like, learned in the laws of attraction and all of that and, like, flirting and all and everything was through men's eyes because, obviously, like, what the majority of narratives that we see are straight yeah. men. And so I think that, like, a lot of my introduction to that felt, like, predatory because I... Yeah. Despite... And I felt a lot of shame and, like, feeling certain desires or feeling certain attraction to women because it was it felt rooted in like um this like really predatory way that that straight men harnessed their attraction to women of course how i worked through that was just like truly recognizing i think just isolating it like isolating that that was exactly what i was feeling that it was an acknowledgement that I was it's so interesting because I've read the articles that I have read about shame talk about how it's like an acknowledged deviation from the norm mm -hmm. like we feel shame when we are when we can acknowledge that we are deviating from a set norm oh, right that makes sense and so what's so interesting about my experience with it was like the reason I felt shame 
was really actually because I was deviating from the way that I had seen men, straight men flirt with women and it felt wrong because it was not what I had seen. Yeah, and not what you're taught is correct. Even though, and I, and I told myself I was uncomfortable with it and I felt predatory despite the fact that it was actually as pure and genuine and like consensual and harmless as it could possibly be. Yeah. If that makes sense. I no. feel like I just talked in a circle. No, no, that makes exact sense. And I mean, it, it's that's like, what shame is. <laughs> it's like that quote that we love. I don't remember. You'll tell me who says it because I don't remember right now. But it's that women are their own voyeurs. Oh, yeah. Margaret Atwood. Yeah. I was going to say Mary Shelley and I knew that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> same vibe. Same Oops. vibe. You know, they would have been friends. Yeah. Besties. Um, but it's so it's like you... As a defense mechanism and as a way to protect yourself, like women learn to watch themselves through an internalized male gaze to, to survive and like know how to be safe. I've talked to you about that yeah. and feeling like that going out. So it makes sense that like, of course, that's going to come up if you're trying to express something that's deviating from the norm when you're existing with this internalized male gaze, as well as the very present active male gaze in the environment that you're in. Yeah. And I think too, like, just getting back to I wanted to touch on like this person's initial concern which was that they were just feeling very down about themselves yeah and I think that what always helps me with that whether it's like a deviation from shame or not is that when I'm feeling down on how I am currently it's not that I'm feeling it's not that I hate the way that I am now or that I hate myself it's that I hate that I hate whatever limitations and like yeah I hate whatever limitations that I have currently that are withholding me from becoming my truest self yeah so it's like it's very it's very valid to feel very down on yourself right now because you are striving and like consistently trying to get to your truest self Mm -hmm. and it's frustrating when we see like whatever manifestation this takes like whether we when we look in the mirror whether we like when we look at our partner like when we look at where we're live like whatever manifestation that takes it's not those things that you hate about yourself it's that like those limitations that you don't see what you you don't see what you feel yeah right like yeah. Are you, you hate that there are limitations that are withhold that are holding you back from becoming your truest self. Yeah, and that's taking that anger and not internalizing it. That's pushing it outwards yeah. on something else. So you're not mad at yourself. You're mad at the limitations that you are dealing with right now. Yeah. And when you view it like that, then that can be a problem that you can find a solution for. Yeah. If that's how your brain works, that's how my, that's how I work. Yeah. I like yeah, to identify so. problems and find solutions. But yeah. I mean, even just placing it outwardly. Well, something I've been thinking a lot lately, and that this question kind of helped me reflect on is that like I struggle with chronic anxiety and panic that is a very um real like trauma response for me that I've Mm -hmm. from trauma that I've experienced in the past and I feel so ashamed about that and it's so interesting that it's like I feel shame to have a very natural response to something that was done to me yeah right Mm -hmm. and so it's like that's another way that you can push it outwardly and not like blame yourself like you're not wrong for having reactions and feelings and it's like i feel like 90 percent of the time if you take 
the space to really look at like why you're feeling the way that you're feeling there's always a cause like you don't feel things out of nowhere right and so if you're like god why do i why am i like this why do i struggle with this like for me like why am i always so anxious and panicky and it's like oh well here's the very real cause of that that was not my fault Mm -hmm. right and even if you're like wow i really self-sabotage a lot and that really is coming from me um you it's still it all has like a source like you don't you're not born with the inclination to self-sabotage and and be miserable yeah like everything has an outward source well especially shame i mean there's nothing innate about that yeah at all no it's just so wild because i feel like i've changed so much in just like a couple of months like or not even a couple of months but like yeah a short amount of time um and i just found a note that i wrote a couple of months ago and there was like a period where there was like a very clear shift in me not really feeling comfortable presenting mm-hmm. like hyper feminine all the time yeah and it was i think triggered by being in a very um heterosexual space at this one place where we go dancing Mm -hmm. quite a lot Mm -hmm. and um not feeling comfortable with like the way that I felt that space required hyper femininity from me as a woman Mm -hmm. right and so I think that for me it was like backtracking to be like okay do I feel shame right now because I'm gay in this space or do I feel shame because I don't necessarily want to dress as hyper femininely as I thought I've had to Mm -hmm. and so I think that like breaking it down as much as you can also really really helps and also again placing it and trying to find the external sources of that shame because it's they're always there mm-hmm. um yeah and then and then backtracking from there and like really trying to um piece together where it's the sources yeah that's so interesting i never really thought about like how shame is like one of the few emotions that's fully constructed by the capitalistic pa- white supremacist patriarchy yeah. that we live in like that mm-hmm. is it's an emotion constructed by that it's not innate in our dna or biology at all yeah so you're right that there's always going to be an outside cause that's really helpful i never considered it that way well and it's funny because when you were talking about when you were talking about when you were younger i was thinking about like when i was younger i felt zero shame (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was very I was very outspoken and did not consider any, any authority authority (laughs) told me. I was like, I was just so walking to the beat of my own drum and um, sometimes to my detriment, I am not suggesting (laughs) that that's a good way to be, but um, yeah, and I'm just trying to think like the first time I really felt that shame it totally was because I was like recognizing that I was attracted to women Mm. and it was absolutely because I recognized that it was a deviation from my norm yeah and what I what I had perceived up until that point as being normal and Mm -hmm. being the majority um 
and it's like yeah so it's like like finding what like the original cause was for you or the multiple causes because i know for me it's a few different things yeah that i feel shame around and it's like interesting to think about because in high school i definitely was it was a fucking weirdo and like i but like not in a way that i wasn't ashamed about that in any way right like i was like so did not have a group of friends and like hung and like wore the weirdest clothes and like was by myself all the time like never never cared about how i was being perceived in that way mm-hmm. but i have never allowed myself to take up space i've been ashamed to just exist as long as i can remember yeah. and like that goes back to a lot of uh, about like the environment that i grew up in as a child and so like when you but that's not like see it's still outward like oh t- uh, yeah of course and i think too it can be hard to find those outward, those external sources or like root causes, um, especially again if you are a part of a group or you have some ident- some part of your identity um, has not been allowed to take up space. Yeah. Because like your, of course, your first instinct is to blame yourself or mm-hmm. like to find cause in yourself. So I think like if you can just sit down and like take even just recognizing that you can place blame on an external force yeah that is causing internal or inward shame is like that's already a huge step yeah so you have every right to be like that's on you or that's on that thing absolutely yep and you can do that while still taking responsibility for healing your shame absolutely it's like the same thing with trauma it's like the trauma is obviously not your fault but it is your job to heal after it like you can't sit and perpetuate abuse on yourself and others around you because of that it's just it's the same and the shame is not your fault but you owe it to your little four-year-old self to yeah. work through it exactly that helps me a lot is like imagining when i'm really mad at myself i try to imagine i'm like okay well would i be this mad at four-year-old me and then it makes me cry (laughs) whoever sent this i know you sent this quite some time ago so you could be feeling much better now and i hope you are yeah but either way i hope that this was a little bit um comforting just to hear that you're not alone in feeling that and to know that um it's not your fault yep at all that's all that's all (laughs) we did it I mean, if anybody has more questions about shame, that's something that we could delve into more specifically and otherwise mm-hmm. many times. So yeah, that probably won't be the last time we talk about that. But I think that was a really that was really insightful for me personally. Should we get into the episode? Let's get in the episode. How fun. Okay, what episode are we doing? Okay, so the actual real reason we took a break so long was because Stevie was traumatized. <laughs> and the next episode was just so unfortunately timed timing out that it was she just needed to we, we couldn't continue yeah i needed some time to heal and regroup and i'm scared but i think i'm ready okay so to give you some background <laughs> around july i was away and stevie was in our home alone mm-hmm. and all alone all of a sudden i had made dinner for myself i was high as fuck i was listening to music i was having the time of my life and all of a sudden, what she claims to be a palm-sized cockroach... It was. ...crawled across the floor. Oh my god, you guys, it was so big. 
<laughs> no, because the thing is, I was like on my phone and I was like looking at something like on the other side of the room. Out of the corner of my eye, I thought it was a sock rolling in the wind of the fan because oh, I had the fan running. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Cockroach. Hey. Giant. Oh, that's the worst. And that thing had me whipped. I mean, yeah. It, <laughs> it chased me around the apartment. I was up on the couch weeping. Just looking at it <laughs> for probably two hours, and then it disappeared. Sometimes when I'm high, I think that I see bugs out of the corner of my eye. Really? Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily bugs, but like something. Something that would have launched me into a full mental breakdown. And the thing, it was a Saturday night, and I was gonna go out, and I canceled on who I was gonna go out with because I couldn't leave the cockroach. Well, yeah, and horribly. Was- the next episode that we were supposed to do was war of the copperfages yeah so i'm still a little shaky but i think i can do it okay i mean i would assume after seeing everyone in this episode fucking raw dog these cockroaches with their bare hands i feel a little silly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> did we did we used to say the number that we did this is the number like which number episode it is oh yeah and we always got it wrong yeah so this is season two i already i know it oh you do yeah okay go wait can i guess is that close yeah. i am mm-hmm. season two episode 12 you could not be wrong more wrong oh it's season three isn't it <laughs> season th- <laughs> that's so embarrassing no, season three episode 12 correct hell yeah i was half right yeah um yeah okay so it's season three episode 12 War of the Copperfages, um, and we're in Massachusetts. There's a man. He's talking about cockroaches. He's a giant number one cockroach stan. Yeah, and you know what? He he swayed me. By the end of that little speech, I was like, you know what? I want to be a cockroach. Oh. Like how nice to be the definition of head empty, <laughs> right? Did you put that? Yeah. Wait, literally so did I. I literally said cockroaches are the definition of head (gasps) empty. I said how nice to be the literal definition of head empty. Wow. No, we're too similar now. It's not the podcast isn't going to work anymore. Oh, dear. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. So, he's going on about cockroaches, whatever. And his love apparently is very cruel because he's an exterminator. I know. And he kills them. What a weird relationship. Yeah. This other man, he's there because this other man is having his basement exterminated or whatever part of the house this is. It better be a basement. (laughs) Um, He dips, comes back down. The exterminator dies all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, and this quickly becomes an episode of Fear Factor because cockroaches start crawling all over him. There are so many. And, and you know what? The, all of them were smaller than the one that was here. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Those were teeny. I could have killed one of those. I believe that. Well, and the thing that upset me <laughs> was that they come out of a drain and there were like a couple that like jumped. I know. We cut. Mulder's also in Massachusetts. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that man follows danger. This is like a fun little episode. We're cutting back and forth between Mulder in Massachusetts and Scully at home. Little domestic doll, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, did I call her a cold-blooded pistol-packing princess? Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Because she is cleaning her gun just on a fine Monday night. 
Mulder is talking to Scully. He's asking her if she ever feels like she's being watched, <laughs> essentially. And she goes on this long rant about how pretty much everything that leaves Mulder's mouth is anti-Darwinian. Yeah. And everything he believes is against nature and against the fundamental principles of science. <laughs> this is his sweet spot with her. They're right? so quirky the way they talk dirty. I know. And he's like so whipped. I know. And I don't, it, it concerned me because bugs kept falling on his windshield, but not like little mosquitoes. Like, like big, big bugs. Yeah, like praying mantises. Praying manti? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, anyways, giant bugs kept falling on his windshield. He just kept wiping them off like it was nothing. Yeah. Like that they I, were little mosquitoes. That's never happened to me in a car. No, I, I don't, can't say it's happened to me I either. think I would shit myself if something that big fell on my windshield. Yeah, and then the cop comes up later and he's like, were cockroaches falling on your car? And Mulder is like, meh, maybe. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, no, that does not, no, that's unacceptable. So him and Scully hang up, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I gotta go. Um, A cop comes up to Mulder's car and he thinks that he's waiting to do a drug deal. Mulder has to embarrassingly tell him that he's actually looking for UFOs. Um, talk about someone who should have shame. Literally. <laughs> you know what? Some we shouldn't have shame, but some pe- but Mulder should. And Mulder absolutely should be the poster boy for shame. That's how it fucking is. All these goddamn cis white men walking around with all the confidence in the world. I'm like, where's your shame? Yeah. Why aren't you embarrassed yes. more? Yeah. You fucking we, cargo Steve shorts and, and bad that, haircut. Stevie and I say that all the time. Like, everything men do is so embarrassing. Like, like aren't, aren't you, you embarrassed? embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed to do that? Okay, then the cop, like, gives up on him very quickly. Yeah. And he has, says he has to go because there's been another roach attack. <sighs> Of course, Mulder follows him because he's a freak. Yeah. And then we cut back to Scully. She's at home. She's eating her favorite meal in the entire world, chicken. I did not see the chicken. I only saw the salad. Oh, my God. She's eating chicken. I know this to be a fact. And if it's not a fact, I don't want anyone to correct me. But there's a salad there, right? I understand that there's a salad in the forefront of the camera. But then there's chicken behind it. There's chicken? Yes. No, that's good because... No, I'm just checking because one of my notes was literally that why does she get to eat a salad and later Mulder's eating a whole cake? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. He just has like a whole cake. A whole cake. On a plate. Just and I was him. mad that she was by herself eating salad. You know, like, she with nothing 100% else. has a giant slab of chicken on the other side of that salad. Okay, good. Then you I know just, what? Then I take back my critique. My The funny thing is, is that Dana Scully is definitely the kind of woman who orders salads, makes herself salads, and then just like eats around it. Yeah. She like is so green deficient. <laughs> Dana Scully's iron deficient. I mean, samesies. <laughs> Dana Scully gets so fucking dizzy when she stands, stands up, up too quickly. She's like, holds the whole shit. And yet somehow she made it into the FBI. <laughs> so, again, while Scully's eating, she tries to help Mulder from home. And every single time he calls her, she uses her giant brain and she solves it on the spot Mm -hmm. even without being at the crime scene yeah and if this is not the perfect example of just how brilliant she is i don't know what else is like immediately after this episode she should have been promoted literally 
and should have been making more money than Mulder. Like, just immediately. So in the next scene, some kids, they're definitely underage, (laughs) um, are doing drugs. So the message of the next scene is don't do drugs. Um, (laughs) Unless they're fun, you know? Like, do, like, don't fucking huff manure. Mm -hmm. What's that? Don't do drugs unless they're fun. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm kidding. Don't do drugs. No, that's Min- no No minors listen to this. Don't do drugs, you guys. I'm not telling you to do drugs. Yeah. I'm a- I mean, the more, most important part of lesson from this scene is just don't be friends with men if you are yeah. if you're a woman. Well, I mean, this is not the first time we've seen a scene where there's like a young girl that's out with two guys and she's like, I know why you wanted me here. Don't think I didn't. Yeah. They like, want to expand her. Wh- that was the most me? disgusting line I've ever heard in my life. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just, yeah. I understand. I know that this wasn't the point, but I really don't know that if we weren't seeing domestic Scully, that this episode would have been bearable. I don't think it would have. It's too grotesque. It's really gross. Like, they were like, okay, what is the perfect offsetting of, like, actually the most demonic bug on the planet crawling on people and into people literally dana scully at home in her cozies eating (laughs) out of a tub of ice cream kind of brilliant yeah this is the most brilliant thing that they ever did yeah um so yeah next scene we're back on the phone scully's giving queequeg a bath queequeg um king Mulder finds another death this kid we're not going to even talk about how he how he died because it's just so i couldn't even watch it it was so disgusting you know what i've never watched it i refuse to watch that scene I, i look away every time yeah i saw a a gif so many moons ago when i first ventured into tumblr mm. oh i saw a gif and yeah surprisingly like when there was a literal porn on tumblr that's not even what i saw that was not the most traumatizing thing i saw i saw a gif of some guy's leg and there was like something crawling underneath his skin and it was so gross well, and i still think about like to this day I still can see it so clearly. So this scene, not for me, love. You I know remember what I mean? In biology class in like middle school, we did like we were taught about specifically meth addiction. I don't know why that was the choice addiction, but there was a website where you could go on it and you could click all of the symptoms that happened to you if you get addicted to meth and one of them was hallucinating things crawling under your skin yeah and it was and you could like go on this little like website that was fucking set up like disney.com where you could like dress (laughs) your goddamn poly pockets but you could like pick what like horrible symptoms of meth addiction you would have like click this button and you'll lose all your teeth click this but it was so bizarre that's that doesn't seem like something children should be no but the one i remember most is the things crawling under the skin yeah it's gross it's terrifying this entire episode is just Mulder wanting to talk to scully obviously Uh right and she tells him the obvious answer to the obvious question that he's asking right (laughs) yeah and then him telling her that she's right Mm -hmm. and 
She's eating it up. Yeah. As she should. Her kink is being told she's right and also being needed. So this is kind of her. This is a twofer for her. Yeah. So Scully tells him that, like, you know, this is why he, this kid probably did it. It probably has to do with the drugs that he was, whatever, huffing. Mm-hmm. And was that what he was doing? No. Yeah, he was, like, huffing manure. Oh. They were smoking These it. are also the kids who were... Licking frogs? Yes. In quagmire? Yeah. spray paint. Oh, yeah. Or air aerosol, whatever. You they know what said, I mean? we only have two actors in Vancouver that could pass as these teenagers who do crazy drugs. They hang up. Mulder finds a cockroach and it like disintegrates in his hand. You know what? Like, I want to see a lot of things that have to do with his hands. I don't want to see those tree trunk fingers covered in um, cockroach juice. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was like the most concerning part was that everyone in this episode was going to grab the cockroaches with their hands. Never have I ever considered doing that. Why would you? Con- why? Why would you do that? Why would you? When shoes doing exist. That? Yeah. Or running away. <laughs> Like what? Jumping onto a couch. <laughs> Playing hopscotch in the train tracks. It's more appealing than grabbing a cockroach. Yeah. Yeah, it crumbles in his hand because it's an exoskeleton. And hello? Of course it's an exoskeleton. Because his exoskeleton is... <laughs> <laughs> you know because... the cockroaches were men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's exoskeleton. <laughs> Female cockroaches don't exist. That's no, gross. <laughs> they don't. Because its exoskeleton was made of metal. Mm-hmm. They're confused. Mulder goes to a doctor because his hand is all cut up. Yeah. From the metal roach. From the metal roach. And um, the doctor wants to give, wants Mulder to give him preferential treatment and like tell him whether or not he should evacuate his family. Mm -hmm. And Mulder is refusing to do that. And so Mulder's refusal to, to do that for him makes him constipated. Like for real, like, like actually, I thought, like I, I thought, thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke as well. I thought cut he was to the just toilet. Being yeah, <laughs> no. cut to the toilet. He literally is trying so hard to shit that he gives himself an aneurysm. <laughs> Isn't that how Elvis died? What? <laughs> I'm eighty-seven percent sure Elvis died on the toilet. I'm trying to poop too hard. I'm looking it up. What? Ew. Siri, how did Elvis die? He didn't. Heart attack. But I think it was on the toilet. Jesus Christ. No, hold on. (laughs) Did Elvis die on the toilet? You know, some people would say that Elvis is still alive. He was on the toilet. I know. I know what people. Don't tell him. Okay. (laughs) I think he's still alive. Elvis was sitting. I'm quoting PBS.org. Elvis was sitting on the toilet, straining very hard to have a bowel movement, a maneuver that put a great amount of pressure on his heart and aorta. Wait, are you... Thus, he likely died of a massive heart attack and keeled over onto the floor. Don't you know you never try to do that? That's so bad for you. You're not supposed to push. You're not supposed to push. Did you guys know that you're not supposed to push when you pee either? I didn't. And Emily told me that the other day. Everybody knows that. No, I don't think everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. No, I like try, I like make it a game to pee (laughs) as fast as I can. Everybody knows that you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) My whole life I've been trying to push it out as hard as I can to like just be quick. Oh my God. No. Well, I'm not anymore. Everybody knows that. Now we're doing Kegel exercises every day. You guys, my pelvic floor is one of a woman who's had 17 children. 
and I'm a childless 23 year old straight out of the middle ages literally I have to cross my legs when I sneeze and I can't jump on trampolines (laughs) is this too intimate no no I think anyways I'm doing kegels now yeah a lot of (laughs) (laughs) that's funny that's fun that was a funny little I'm really bad at them should we do them right now yeah, do you want to? Should we? Yeah, let's Oh, see. my God, wait. Everybody who's listening who has a vagina, let's do Kegels. Okay, yeah. Ooh. Wait, I need to put my legs down. I can't. I have to be, like, almost, like, completely flat. <laughs> okay, this is the video that we use to do Kegels. We can post it if anybody Yeah, wants okay. Them. Let's do it. It's okay. from an article that I read. <laughs> it totally. It's definitely not a TikTok. No, it's not. Okay, ready? Yeah. Kegel check. Ready? And squeeze. Release. Again, squeeze, release. These ones are the hardest. Ready and squeeze. Those are the easiest for me. No. Squeeze, release. Squeeze, release. Squeeze, release. A little faster and squeeze, release. Squeeze, release. Out of breath. Squeeze, release. Oh my, it's feeling strong today. Release. Now let's do one per snap. Ready and one, two, three. I was actually going faster Release. than her. Okay, Again. bitch. Miss- no, this is the first time that's ever happened. Release. Good. Do your kegels every day. I like can't hold it. I can't hold the squeeze. Okay, that's because that's a muscle. So that's yeah. why, like, when you're doing <laughs> when you're doing other muscles, right? Uh-huh. It's a good, it's a, it's a different workout technique or like a different set technique to like, say you're doing like hip thrust or something, yeah. right? To like go all the way up and then pause at the top. So do like 10 quick ones and then pause at the top because you're, you're holding the tension in that muscle mm. and that, that helps build it. That's why she switches so quickly. Oh. That's why she goes from one, two, three, and then she goes, okay, now hold and then it's a different switching up. Anyways, I have a very strong pelvic floor. Yeah, I don't think I have that muscle. Yes, you... Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you do. No, that's just missing. You just have to strengthen it. I'm just pee. <laughs> I don't even know where we are. Oh, yeah. So this man dies because he gives himself a brain aneurysm because Mulder made him so constipated. Yeah, he has an effect on He people. tried to... Yeah, it's a fatal doo-doo. <laughs> okay, so... Mulder and the sheriff find the doctor. He's in the bathroom, and apparently, according to the man who found him first, he was covered in cockroaches. Yeah. Right? Mulder f- sees one on the sink, and he tries to grab it. No. And it jumps out of his hand. Disgusting. It's not good. And you know what? I've never seen that man wash his hands, and he definitely went home and fingered Scully. So, like, I read something one time. And I do believe that this um, planted the seeds of me realizing my sexuality. Mm. So many, so many years ago, like when I was probably like in middle school. Share right? the class. There were other things in middle school that were causing me to question my, you know. Right. Right. I'm sure that will come up at some point. Uh, yeah. But like, let's save it. It can be it. now. Okay. No, let's save it. Okay. We'll yeah. put a pin in I'm it. I'm still, I'm still a little, I'm still. It's fresh. It's still fragile. Yeah. Okay. So I just almost choked. Um, okay. 
But I, I read or heard this information was forced upon me at some point that like 65% of men like don't wash their hands. Yeah. After coming out of the bathroom or after mass, it was something or after masturbating. It probably was higher. I think it, was it is a higher. Grossly high amount or high percentage. Well, it was like that when COVID started. They were coming out with statistics that men were less likely to wash their to hands. Listen to the into, hand washing guidelines. Yeah, and shit. yeah, that's literally disgusting. Even like within the healthcare workers. Yeah, I fucking a get. That's disgusting. On a brighter note. Scully is all cuddled up. She's reading breakfast at Tiffany's. Maybe unpopular opinion, Hmm. but I don't think she'd read that book. I don't think she would either, but like... (laughs) Like, I'm happy she's like having a little girl's night reading, but like her sitting there reading breakfast at Tiffany's as an FBI agent, like it just really screams like, I am woman written by man. I bounced boobly out of bed. You know what I mean? (laughs) I bounce what? Boobily up. <laughs> it's like making fun of female characters written by oh, male yeah. authors. I, and yeah, it's I'm like, yeah, she was pretty, but she didn't know it. And her boobs were right. giant and perky. And it's like. But she yeah. can also run without a bra. bra. It's like she yeah. bounced boobily out of bed. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. And like that just, just I, not that she couldn't have that duality, right? But it just, yeah. that reeks of that energy to me well i think the thing okay hear me out i think the thing with this is that like she's literally trying to distract herself because she doesn't want to just sit there and watch the phone yeah so she's doing things that are extremely out of character towards the end right mm-hmm. yeah like i don't really necessarily believe that Queequeg sleeps in bed with her and so because of that reason i don't think that he's been bathed in quite some time right yeah Furthermore, I don't think that she often eats her ice cream out of straight from the tub. You know what I mean? So yes. I think that she's like, if she were reading a science or a medical journal, she would actually forget that Mulder existed. Yeah. Right? But like, she's human and she doesn't want to be the nerd anymore. She wants to be the nerd, but she also wants to fuck. So she's trying to like be that girl mm-hmm. who reads Breakfast at Tiffany's okay you know yeah i see that and also like if you love breakfast at tiffany's and like you felt so happy that scully read that you can have it oh absolutely then then she reads it genuinely this is all just nothing nothing's real (laughs) yeah so anyways so scully is ironically or unironically reading breakfast at tiffany's depending on who you are depending on your views um and Mulder calls her oh we're still on this guy okay yeah Scully is the one who's like he definitely just like took a poop too hard yeah gave himself an aneurysm the fact that they made her say this is a hate crime (laughs) the fact that they made her say that is unforgivable but we'll move on next scene Mulder's breaking into government property he always is surprise where am I? Scully's eating ice cream out of the tub, like I said. Could you see out what the flavor? tub? Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what Straight flavor- from the container. Yeah, what flavor ice cream is she eating? Could you tell? It looks like mint chip. I don't know. Me. But, yeah? 
Yeah, I guess it's my screensaver. We could check. I guess you could check, yeah. That sounds right, though. You guys, it's my screensaver. She seems like a pistachio gal. You can't see the title, but it doesn't it, it kind of look like mint chip? ice cream. <laughs> Come on, bitches. Yeah. It looks it like mint chip. Look like, yeah, it does look like mint chip. Of she course. does seem like a pistachio gal, doing? though. I hit the wrong button. Getting there? She's, you know, you know what she seems like? She hmm. seems like a black raspberry girly. Oh my god, why does that feel so right? Or like blackberry, like the purple. Yeah. Like deep, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Or no, even more, um, cherry. Yeah. Like with f- like whole cherries in it, like whole frozen yes. cherries. Oh my god, she definitely eats cherry. So they're on the phone. Mulder's trespassing into a government facility. Scully's eating ice cream. Scully says that she hopes that he's not trespassing. He says, it's too late. I'm already inside. And <laughs> Inside what? That's the story of their love. Yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> um, so Mulder goes through the facility and it's in his house. So he's going through the house and we meet. The absolute vision that is Dr. Berenbaum. Here we go. All right. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any negative talk against this woman. This is a pro Bambi space. This is pro, so pro Bambi. Okay. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> if you have anything bad to say about her, you hate to see a girl boss win. Hell yeah. Okay. And you don't want to be like that. Don't be like Scully in this moment. Don't be like Scully. You okay. never thought we'd say that. You never thought we'd say no, that. No, we say don't be like her a lot. Okay, yeah, but like Scully's really, a cop. Scully is a cop. <laughs> so like don't be like her in that regard, but especially you know the one thing worse than being a cop? Being anti girl boss. <laughs> being a bitch. For, le- for legal reasons, that is a joke. But yeah, okay. There's no there's not gonna be any hatred towards Dr. Barenbaum because she is a smoke show. And she's smoke she's so smart. And she loves bugs so purely. Yeah. Just so and genuinely. And not in a pick I me way. It. It's so genuine. Yeah. I love it. Big fan of her. The one thing that I like about her the most, um, is that she like kind of freaks Mulder out with how much she knows about bugs and how into them she is. Yeah. Like he's like really it's so interesting, like, a psychologist would have, like, a field day with this moment because he's so disturbed by everything she's saying, mm-hmm. and she and he's so, he's made so uncomfortable by her complete, like, um, like, she's, she's completely stoic yeah. in front of him, and yet she's not coming on to him in any way, no. right? And he still tries to pursue her. But this has, like, very much the same energy as Jillian Anderson when she was on Jay Leno and she talked about her poop flying at the ceiling, where he's like, but you're so hot, but you're disgusting me right now. And, like, you can see the turmoil that that's creating for him. Absolutely. That's exactly what this is. Absolutely. Yep. And it's just like, I love watching hot women disgust men, like, despite their hotness. Yeah. And also, like... I get that she, like, you know, she came out, her tits were out, they looked fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. let's just state the obvious, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but she did button up her shirt after that moment. 
Did she? Or she? it was covered. How funny. And I was like, hmm. Interesting wardrobe she choice. She said, I want to make an entrance. So. And I have to respect that. Yeah, see, I like I to I hear think, an intruder and I also want to put my top. I like to think. I'm like, oh, sh- who's coming? Hold on. <laughs> I like to think that Bambi did it, right? Like, let's just imagine that Bambi was like, whoever just broke into my home, I'm going to just make them so flustered that they'll leave, right? Yeah. So she just came tits out, right? Mm-hmm. Not guns blazing, tits, tits out. Tits out. Tits over guns. Right. And and then <laughs> We need gun saw, control. We do not need tit control. Yeah. Actually, I think like tits should actually be freer. Like I yeah. think there should be less legislation around, around tits. tits. Yeah. And more around guns. Mhm. <laughs> we actually though, we should just flip it. We should abolish guns and bras together. Absolutely. As one bill that is passed. Absolutely. Because I think they're connected. I think they're connected and honestly, like, I'll volunteer to come pick up both of them. <laughs> both of what? <laughs> you get it because you have two tits. Right, okay. yeah. Two tits. Well, not everybody yeah. has two tits. Okay, let's just end okay. this. <laughs> let's just end this bit. I don't even like saying tits. Me either. That's so funny breasts okay what's your preferred no 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 let's talk about it okay what's your preferred this is the sex files what's your preferred (laughs) word tit boob breast booby (laughs) titty um mommy mommy (laughs) um (laughs) um i would have to say depends on the context Mm. Um, definitely depends on the on the context. I lied. I think I am a tits fan. Tits? Yeah. Yeah, there's something powerful about tits. Depends really like how I'm feeling, what I feel is gonna it depends. Depends on the situation, depends on the woman, depends yeah. on depends on if you're talking about somebody else's or your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But right. I do think that I do think that objectively, before you start to get creative, like I think breast is yeah. the worst. Yeah. Because it's so medical. I agree. Sounding, yeah. right? Um, and I do think objectively tits is the best, but like we're not working. There's not much to work with. I know. You know? Like boobies makes me feel like I'm 12. Well, yeah. Cause did you have the I love boobies, boobies bracelet? Yeah. yeah. I did. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Were you a proud owner of that? Yeah, and then I wasn't allowed to wear them, I don't think, in middle school. They got banned. Yeah, we got ours taken away, too. And I was like, but it's for breast cancer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I was really for the cause. Like, I remember a lot of my not. friends wore them. <laughs> a lot of my friends wore them because, like, they were, like, cool, and they say funny. boobies on it, yeah. right? And I was like, no, this is really important, you guys. How we got here, I don't know. Do you think, what do you think Scully's preferred word is? Tits, for sure. What about Mulder? And I think she likes to hear it said a lot. Tits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about Mulder? I don't know. Like, what are the options? Skinner says bosom. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'd love to lay my head on your oh bosom. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I know. You're right. Yeah. Skinner is like, he like tries to say it. He's like, no, this will sound so hot because all I have to do is say it with confidence. Yeah. And he says it and he's like, oh, shit. He's like, fuck, that was bad. Fuck, that was so bad. I saw, I read in this document. 
the other day. Uh-huh. This woman. You do a lot of reading. Yeah, I, I know. I do. I'm an avid reader. You're so smart. I know. <laughs> um, I read all the time. I get up in the morning and I read for an hour. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you. First thing I do. That's, wow. And every time I'm on the toilet, I read. Amazing. <laughs> we actually just have a stack of books in there. Yeah. That's actually so objectively disgusting. Having material like, yeah. to read. I think it's so gross, too. Like, okay. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um, and this woman was like, um, I wish that there was, like, an in-between word for, like, just, just for anything to do with sex. Mm. Because everything feels so polarized yeah. for men and women. Oh, I, right? I read that as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so weird. You read the same article. Yeah. I think we have a similar, um, like, stack of books that we pull from. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so, anyways... She was saying how she wishes that there was some in-between word. Because, like, some things feel really aggressive and, like, really, like... Violent. Like, testosterone, like, driven. Yeah. Yeah. Or for women, it's like, you know, things you used to describe vulvas are like, oh, my flower, like my delicate flower. My pussycat. Yeah. Yeah. My kitten. Right? No. I know. There's nothing that's morally neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> no. So it, if someone wants to come up with something, yeah, because I have nothing. Kutch, Kutch. <laughs> Watch the Veep bloopers if you have not. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, Even if you haven't seen the show, yeah, for sure. Anyways, but also you should be watching that show. Yeah, idiot. I'm kidding. Fucking idiot. If Fucking you watched, dumbass. If you haven't what watched you Veep, get help. Stop right now. Yeah. Um, just kidding don't please keep listening it helps our ratings yeah please okay also rate and subscribe also please leave us a rating <laughs> subscribe it's not a fucking youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways so also bambi love a shorts and hiking boots moment yeah like that's just in a that's just very attractive it's powerful yeah um so we find out that she's all, she also works for the government. She works for the um, the uh, agricultural research center. Sure. Um, and in this house that Mulder is currently trespassing in, <laughs> it's a lab where they're doing experiments um, with cockroaches. Right. So, so they're talking, Bambi and Mulder. Bambi tells. Molder that he, that cockroaches actually hate humans and um she says that they only seek out dark spaces and so the only time they would actually seek out humans is if they were trying to like burrow mm, so i don't like that i mean either so somehow worse yeah she she tells him that they've been known to burrow into people's ears or noses oh cool and Mulder is unsettled by this information to say the least because he's got a he's got a schnoz he said on him he said nose fuck yeah the look of distress on his face is palpable i know it's so funny yeah he's funny um then another little part um is she tells him that she says i don't know if you know anything about ufos and his dick jumped up yeah but also i feel like he got angry because he was like how what do you mean course i know things about ufos if only you knew where do you want me to start his dick did a backflip because it was like i'm horny but i'm mad but and he's also a man yeah 
man. I don't know where that came from. Because <laughs> you said also mad. a man. Because <laughs> you said mad. You said man. Just okay. All right. All right. So then she asked him about UFOs because she has this theory that UFOs are actually just giant swarms of bugs, which is honestly kind of brilliant. Yeah. I think that she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's onto something. All I right. like her. I know. <laughs> like her passion for bugs is just really endearing. It is. I don't know. Mulder is still trying to like, you know, I saw a bug once his way into some pussy, but like. She's not she's not buying it and that's why I love her. Um what does she say about the cockroaches? She said she goes she's talking about them like they're a fucking romance novel. She's like all they do is they eat, sleep, defecate and procreate. And I was like, "Holy shit. Yeah. I wish that was me." No, but then she says, I mean, "Which I also is want what that we tattooed. do, but at least they're honest about it." Yeah having no fucking meaning and i was like oh my god yeah and i've been thinking about it a lot honestly like what's the meaning of life you know do you think that cockroaches like do you think that like but i mean this is a larger debate but like (laughs) do you think that animals like experience joy because if they do that's fucking unfair because they are truly living the dream because they don't have to pay any money to anything well i mean i was actually reading you know something the other day yeah for sure about how squids and some kind of shellfish i don't remember what it was were all just deemed sentient beings meaning that they can perceive distress and also experience joy and pleasure oh shit and so there are like things that are that when scientists study like they deem them sentient beings so like cockroaches aren't they don't think okay or feel like they're purely instinctual but there are animals that do interesting and so it's like it begs the question you know like would you rather live a life where you feel and like experience or would you rather just exist and be instinctual Hmm. i don't know that you can really think that because the the fact that you can even think about it means that you're feeling you know what i mean yeah because like cockroaches will survive anything that fucking happens to the planet yeah well not anything no anything like right though yes yes like even a nuclear blast but like would you want to well, that's that. No, that's the thing. No. So, but it just seems easier. I mean, maybe if all my pals were here, <laughs> all my friends. Yeah. I don't know. If but I then, could like have like a cockroach you, wait, group, wait, like of the girls, wait, you wait, know, but, like the girlies. If the girlies and I were all cockroaches, yeah, I'd do it. Right. <laughs> right but then the Let's thing be is, cockroaches. Listen, listen, listen. But then like, the thing is, is that it, are there girlies if you're a cockroach? <laughs> Cockroaches even have girlies. <laughs> that's what I mean. Oh dear. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think that you have girlies. Yeah. Because like you, you, you don't, can't you don't perceive even have, anything. No, because like why? What are girlies for? They're for like like joy, joy. and friendship. And you don't have that. And love and intimacy. You, and you know don't what? have that. Even in in procreation, there's no. There's no, there's no intimacy or joy or pl- like, you don't even you just link up. But sometimes that's appealing to me. Okay, well, but no, but no pleasure. No, I want it. Okay, <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? No, if there's no girlies, final answer. I don't want to be a cockroach. <laughs> just, 
I can't believe I thought about it that hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Final answer, I would rather be a human than a cockroach. I agree. Squid. I don't think I want to be a squid. No, the ocean scares me. Yeah. But I guess no. it wouldn't if you were a squid. So does sentient beings mean that squids have girlies? Yeah. Hell yeah. Squids have girlies. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. All right, let's get back. So, um, anyways, Mulder goes back to his motel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't sleep. He feels like bugs are crawling on him, which yeah, relatable. Yeah. Relatable <laughs> the content. The amount of times that Emily and I will turn to each other just throughout the day and be like, is there something on me? Is there a I bug don't know on where. my back? <laughs> What's that meme of like a giant? <laughs> it's like a meme of like this guy being like, "This is what I think I'm gonna see when I when I ask someone if there's a bug on my back," and it's just this giant beetle, like, like bigger sitting, than him, sitting on his shoulder, <laughs> yeah, like bigger than his entire torso. It's so true. Um. Anyways, so so who does he call in his time of need? Skullbag, Scully. <laughs> um. And of course. You know, like a normal person, she's sleeping with her hand on her phone. That shit makes me so mad. Like, I, and I was so mad that he just hung up on her and they left her staring at the phone. I know. Like, fuck him. It's so hard to appreciate his thick, luscious lips when he's being <laughs> such an asshole. I know. You know, life is hard for me. <laughs> it, no, it is. It is, dude. I'm joking. No, it is. Thank you. It is hard. Hard. No, no, that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. Oh, it okay. is. It yeah. is really hard for you and Scully alike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and Scully. Yeah. Because Fist the thing the is, the thing is, right, is that when you, like, can't shoot someone a text, right? And yeah. And someone's just hanging up on you and you care about them, like, of course you're worried about them. Yeah, that shit sucks. And also, like, she's in love with him, so there's that added aspect of it, too. Yeah. You know? So I'm mad at him. It's so interesting because she's so in love with him and, like, her hopeless romantic part of herself would have just jumped on a plane or jumped in a car or whatever and, like, gone immediately, right? But she was trying to play it cool. I know. So she was just laying there anxious with the phone by her bed. Like, I feel that so viscerally. That makes me so sad and mad. I know. But also, like, this is just a PSA. Don't play it cool, besties. Yeah. Because... Like, I find it really attractive when someone just, like, like asks what they want, says what they feel, mm-hmm. instead of, like, this faux, like, waiting for the right moment. Yeah, Or, like, waiting for enough time to pass. Ew. Time. Things what like is that? that. Or, like, trying to play it cool. I hate playing it cool. I'm very anti-playing it cool. Girlies like, don't play it cool. <laughs> Girlies do not play it cool. Right? Yeah. Because here's the reality. If Scully had just jumped in a car and driven there, and Mulder was like, ew, what are you doing here? I told you I could handle it myself. Fuck him. He's not the man for her. That's it. It's that simple. It's that simple. And then she would have gone home, and she would have been like, idiot, why'd you do that? Everything was going (laughs) so well. You were going to get laid soon. But she'd be on to bigger and better things. Maybe literally. True. True. (laughs) All right, we digress. Kidding, Mulder's hung. Okay. <laughs> so, um, can I have a few moments about his body here? 
Oh, yeah, go for it. Wait, um, yeah, 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 go for it, for sure. So, you know how Emily said that she has a new love for Lucille Ball? Oh, dear. Um, I am in love with, um, I don't know if you've heard of Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, I'm sure everyone um, who's a fan of this podcast has. Knows, okay, but for those of you, just in case, I don't know who's listening. For those of you who don't, he played, he's an actor, Danish, um, and... <laughs> I have a thing for Danish, Danish man. Yeah, you know, of the Danish sort. Um, and he played he played Hannibal in um, Hannibal, <laughs> and Jillian <laughs> Anderson was in that, which is the reason I watched it. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm in love with him, and um, nothing gets me more than that man's hands, nothing. And so you know, I'm really I had never really looked at Mulder's hands, right? I, mm-hmm. I hadn't really considered. I'm a, I'm Mulder, I'm a Mulder's neck stan, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So like neck in this scene, um, <laughs> a plus. Hands, C minus. Really, C minus. They like. That's bad. That's like a. You know, out in. It's like a seventy. That's like a seventy. I'd say seventy four. Okay, so like a C. C flat, right? Yeah, flat. This is not music. Okay, just a C. Okay, just a C. I wouldn't know though. I never got one. (laughs) One time I got a thirteen percent on a math test. One time, my, you know this story, my science teacher tried to give me, try, I say tried to, ready for this story. Yeah. I looked at the computer like there's an audience yeah. here. I, I kind of like having the computer here watching the recording because I keep looking at it like it's the people. Um, I'm looking at you. You listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> look outside. You look so good. <laughs> Come open your door. Turn around. <laughs> okay, anyways. I'm sorry if it's night. My science teacher tried to give me a 43 on a project, and I went and I fought it until you would. she changed it. And she did. Yeah, I got a, a 13%, and I said, mm, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have been in calculus. You know, I would have questioned every ounce of my worth if I ever got below an A- minus on anything. That may be rooted in something else, but that's a conversation for another day. It's funny because I actually got really good grades, but math isn't my thing. Whose thing is it? I can't be perfect. Dana Scully's. Is it? Fair. All right, fair. You got me on that one. Yeah, you got me there. Anyways, his hands could use some work. That's all I'm saying. And if you are a lover of Mulder's hands, you can have it. Just, you know, I I like some more veins. Yeah, check um, check out Mads Mikkelsen's hands. I think, like, I just got spoiled with them. Yeah. But you know what? Mulder's neck never misses, so. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm hot. You know whose else hands fuck me up? This bitch over here, Emily's. <laughs> I have a file. Maybe I shouldn't admit this. <laughs> Should I say it or no? It's 100% up to you. I have a file on my folder in my... Hello? I can't even say it. It makes me so flustered. I have an album on my phone called Help. And it's just pictures of Emily's hands. Because when she gets hot, her veins pop out. And, like, it... It's a lot. And she'll put, like, her hand on my leg and it looks like I'm with a guy. (laughs) And I have one of you holding a drill for when you hung my shelf. I'm so lucky to have you. I love you. And your hands. I'm so, it's so, it's so mutually, it's, it's perfect. It's mutually beneficial for our friendship, right? Symbiotic. Because I feel very validated having a woman like lose her shit over my hands, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that gives me a lot of confidence, right? Yeah. 
And then you also have a standard for what you should not accept anything below yeah. in any man you pursue. Specifically their hands. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, that's what I mean. Right. Like, full stop. Yeah. Okay. Just their hands. That's actually all I look for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's perfect. Yeah. Anyways. It couldn't be a better situation. Um, And also, I used to be really, I really used to hate that, so. It's so hot. Thanks, Bestie. You're welcome. Thank you. So, no, I Thank mean, you. I, no, no, no. So I like it now, but, um, but I do appreciate you encouraging that confidence. Oh, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For sure. I find it a little upsetting that he just got up out of bed topless and like was running around with his pants half buckled. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like. When I say equal rights, I mean equal rights, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Why isn't Scully doing that? Why isn't Scully doing that? It's a good question. Tits out. That's what I said. Tits out. She could come in guns blazing and tits out. Oh, my God. Don't even have to pick. Got the best of both worlds. Yeah. The limo out front. Not a land of boom. (laughs) Okay, so Mulder and Scully are on the phone, mm-hmm. right? Mulder refers to Dr. Barenbaum as Bambi. Right. And Scully has a fucking stroke. She loses yeah. her mind quietly, mm-hmm. contained, yeah. right? Inside, she's balls to the walls, right? <laughs> um, and... They have this very intimate phone call, and Mulder's like, can I confess something to you? And Scully's like, yeah, okay. She's so scared. Her heart dropped to her kutch. And (laughs) out of it, I think. (laughs) It just shot out. And Mulder's like, I hate bugs. She's like, or. Or? (laughs) Or? Okay. Um... So she's listening to him whine about his, like, praying mantis epiphany and confesses hatred for bugs. Yeah. And she's just, like, flirting like a pro, right? Mm-hmm. Mulder tells her something about um, some bug fact. She comes back with a completely unrelated poop fact, <laughs> toilet fact, whatever. Right. Fascinating, but mm. completely unsubstantial. Then all of a sudden, someone dies Mulder's, you know, run into the crime scene. Before we leave that bit. Oh, yeah. Um, that, like, it's uh, such a hard time with this because, like, it's so fun seeing them be, like, flirty and intimate and, like, seeing this part of their relationship that you never get to see. Mm-hmm. Like, them talking on the phone at night and, like, being, like, really, like, just, like, clearly close, right? Mm-hmm. But it just shows the inequity in their relationship because, like, she's truly just a vessel for him to go and, like, find comfort from and like dump and dump into whenever he needs but like you would never hear her talk to him like that and never do i know like you never get to hear her be like Mulder, can i confess something to you and him like fully be present to hear whatever she wants from her fucking childhood wants to delve into yeah right other than that one scene in quagmire yeah like that never happens but he does that to her all the time and it's like I, I know that it means he just needs her and he finds comfort in her which is really sweet right mm-hmm. and like she like gets off on being needed but it should also go the other way yeah I think that Mulder has some 
some um on some untapped um mommy issues me thinks you're correct i think that scully probably didn't really grow up in a household where she could be open yeah right she probably wasn't valued so it really makes her feel seen just being needed exactly whereas i think not necessarily that Mulder had that but i think that he saw that or had some semblance of that with samantha yeah and so i know we've said this before but it's like there's so much that he reserved for samantha that is now being played out with scully like no which is interesting it's very interesting well it's like scully serves like she fills the role of like mother of sister of wife um, of companion and of wife and like business partner homegirl can do it all (laughs) she's filling all the roles but it's frustrating because he doesn't even fill one role completely for her he's not even a good business partner i know (laughs) he's the role that he fills is eye candy the only thing he fills is something i can't say okay oh jesus christ (laughs) sorry so don't apologize so yeah so someone else dies um when Mulder gets there, the cockroaches are gone. Mm. Upon hearing about Bambi, Scully hightails it to Massachusetts. She's like, I'm out of here. Um, despite being right about every cause of death so far, she's like, yeah, but I really just feel like I should be there. Yeah. Mulder's like, why? You've been right so far about everything. She's like, I know, but like, I feel like I should just be there. Yeah. She's like, I'm just going to come. I'm just going to come. Yeah. I, I just feel like I should be there. I just, like, feel like I want to be there. So I'm you know just going to yeah, not It's no big deal. I'm on my way. Yeah. And, like, so totally made this easy on you. I'm actually outside of the motel. Yeah. Uh, the motel. So, Please come out right now. Yeah, you can just let me in, actually. <laughs> um, I can see you through the window. Just let me in. I can see that you're in there. So. So. Okay. <laughs> Cut. Cut. <laughs> so Mulder finds a cockroach in this man's motel room. Mm-hmm. He takes it to Bambi. And she examines it and says that it has a giant dick. Like, that's that's the takeaway. Yeah. More importantly, it's metal or there's something, like, robotic about it. Yeah. So Bambi sends Mulder to this man, um, Dr. Avanov. I have no idea. Whatever. Um, Avanov, I don't, I don't know. Because he's, like, a robot expert or something. Yeah. Mulder goes to see him. Um, it absolutely needs to be noted that this man who plays this, the actor who plays this character is not in a wheelchair. Of course. In any capacity. Um, but the X-Files writers thought that it would be quirky to, like, make some metaphorical statement about how a man who is robotic in some ways because he also has, a, I don't actually know what the name of that is. But I don't either. But the throat or the voice box thing that like speaks for him exactly yeah. should work with robots. Sick. <laughs> and you know, whoever came up with that idea was like, oh my god, brilliant! This is a fucking right? million dollar idea. Jesus Christ. Um, 
So he basically tells him this whole part is very convoluted and I don't really care. Mm. So he tells Mulder that like the robots are for space exploration and that like aliens are actually robots and he doesn't know like what the fuck is up with this cockroach. He's like, are these alien cockroaches? (laughs) Is your sister a cockroach? (laughs) Am I a cockroach? (laughs) Which is actually where this episode goes. He's like, wait, my dick's big. Maybe I'm a cockroach. Oh my God. But then he's like, there's no Scully if I'm a cockroach. He's like, can she be a cockroach too? So Scully shows up. She's in a convenience store somewhere outside of Massachusetts where Mulder is. I'm unsure. Should I get a cute like trench like that? Absolutely. Like long wool one? Yeah, for sure. Is that cute? Definitely. Very yeah. Elaine Bennis. Okay. Very, what's her name? Um meg ryan yeah yeah okay i was thinking about getting like a black one should yeah. i do black or should i do more fun color very cool no, i would get a neutral yeah although hmm, depends what your wardrobe is is your wardrobe more colorful or neutral have you seen my wardrobe neutral yeah okay so maybe get a colorful one then yeah yeah all right I'm i would say if you're it. trying to cosplay as like elaine bennis mm-hmm. meg ryan go, go neutral okay but if you're trying to like spice things up, spice things up, do something fun, definitely do a color. Okay. Okay. So Scully's in a store. There's mass panic in a shop. Everyone's going insane. She yells at everyone to calm down. Um, but then some dumbass with like a two IQ level thinks that these candies that fell on the floor are cockroaches, and so naturally he screams. And everyone flees. Scully eats some chocolate. (laughs) It's a great scene. So we're back with Mulder. He thinks that cockroaches are aliens or aliens are cockroaches. I'm unsure. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. um, Doesn't really matter what happens there. (laughs) There's basically this manure research facility Long story short, cockroaches got shipped with the manure. It's neither here nor there. No one Who really knows shit? how the ending of every X-Files episode is. So Scully gets to this manure facility. She meets Mulder and Bambi there. Mulder's already booked it inside. Um, Scully is mean to Bambi. I just have to say, she's not the enemy, Dana. <laughs> Don't do it. Do Call your dad it, and heal. Oh, shit. Her dad's dead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> then we're doomed. I take it back. Okay, go to therapy. Go to therapy. But also, like, just realize that she's also a smart, sexy woman of her field. Yeah. And, like, you, you guys. You can coexist. You two need to be buddies. You need yeah. to be girlies. The, this is the perfect. This is the perfect <laughs> opportunity for girly yeah uniting yeah uniting of girlies but instead no she's like who's gonna get molder who gives a fuck please you see the shit he sticks his fingers in yeah like he's i bet bambi washes her fucking hands dana oh my god i bet bambi smells so good and you as a scientist should appreciate that you know what's funny Hmm. despite the fact that bambi is like around bugs all the time and like is in that house i bet she smells so good oh yeah 100 percent. like very expensive perfume what scent do you think? 
I don't know, but I'm like feeling something. I was gonna say floral, but like I feel like that would be bad in a buggy environment. I think so too. So yeah, what's something neutral that wouldn't attract bugs? I feel like something like almost like like musky mm. kind of like it kind of androgynous yeah like maybe not like not campfirey because that's too on the nose right yeah but like very musky and kind of like maybe with like a hint of like orange maybe like patchouli yes yeah yes the smell after rain yeah the smell of rainy grass all right yeah with like a little hint of sweetness what, do you th- what does scully smell like have you said lavender um, I don't remember what I've said in the past, but I definitely think that she's like a soapy gal. I don't think she's a perfume. I agree. Gal, yeah. You would get very special whiffs of her yeah. soap. Like tantalizing. But boy, oh boy, would you taste it. What's next? <laughs> so, let's see. <laughs> so Boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> some shit goes down. In Literally. The, in the... <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. I mean... Okay, pretty much. (laughs) Mulder and Scully are in the manure facility. This doctor who's in there goes fucking crazy. He thinks Mulder's a cockroach. He shoots at him, misses. He's a horrible shot. He hits methane, the methane tank. Great. The whole building explodes. This wouldn't happen if his tits were out and his guns were down. Would not have happened, right? Whatever. Um, Shit hits the fan literally <laughs> and like goes everywhere and um there are so and then we're on to the next day people are like throwing poop jokes around like this isn't a show that has won emmys <laughs> <laughs> i know so much poop in this episode and like so many jokes poop and cockroaches was this written by a five-year-old boy yes yeah i forgot um you could have just said was this written by a man yeah it's the next day yeah whatever Mulder and scully are still covered in shit bambi's with them scully's being so ugly and not (laughs) and not sassy in a cute way at all i'm so disappointed in her well should wait till next episode and what's the next episode this is the g this is the g fuck so oh my god god damn all right i think that one's more warranted I think so, too. So, Bambi's there with this doctor, this robot doctor. Doc? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doctor of robots. They're both doctors. And... Three doctors and a molder walk into a bar. <sighs> yeah, literally. What happens? Everyone smells like feces. An orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. You want to know what happens? Hmm. Mulder and Scully are sitting there and Bambi goes off with this doctor that she's so invested in and so into which I think is so cute yeah and Scully is still looking over Mulder's shoulder leering at fucking Bambi I literally wrote that I feel like I need a spray bottle to spray Scully every time she's mean to women because of Mulder oh my god yeah I'm like stop it yeah like a cat literally squirt water in her face enough okay so <laughs> Scully, so Scully, Bambi walks away with this doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, she makes me so happy. I really think that I could fix her. Fix her. She's perfect. <laughs> I really think that like she's the one. Like mm-hmm. she is such a great character. I think that she has so many wonderful attributes. All right. Um anyways, her and this doctor go off. They're clicking. They're vibing. They're talking about bugs. It's very cute. It's very pure. Yeah. They walk away. 
Bambi does not have a mean bone in her. I know. No. Scully says smart is sexy. And Mulder tells her she smells bad. And you know what? I agree with him. (laughs) Because I think that Scully thinks that women like Bambi, like, because she is beautiful and, like, Scully's supposed to not think that she's beautiful, like, not think that she herself is beautiful, that women like Bambi devalue women in scientific fields i think you're right but you know what i'm gonna blame Mulder for this ultimately okay because if he oh i'm not putting the blame on scully oh i'm I'm, saying oh i know um but like if he made her feel secure enough in their relationship like even just as partners yeah she would not feel like she wouldn't act out like that yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if he would just fucking call her back or be like, hey, thank you for helping me with this. Or, hey, I want your help on this. Please come out here and be with me. Wouldn't fucking matter that Bambi was there. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. So the ending is that Mulder's at home. He's eating a whole cake. Oh, yeah. That looks like it's made for animals. Like, it looks so grainy and It does gross. not look good. Yeah. He's running a, a report for this case that he wasn't even assigned to. And, like, truly, this voiceover... David is giving absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, could not be giving this. Literally. Um, and then the episode is over because we're not going to talk about the bug that appears on his plate that has food on yeah, it. Absolutely not. I, my last note was, I love a thick neck and a monotone voice. It really lulls you into a nice, peaceful, erotic trance, you know? And I'm just going to let you end it there because I truly could not have said anything better. <laughs> I missed whatever part they do that little game where, like, they do a cockroach that looks like it crawls across the camera. Oh, yeah. So it looks like it's across your computer or TV mm-hmm. or whatever you're watching it on. I didn't miss it the first time I watched it, but I did this oh, last time, thank God. Me either. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't miss it the first time I watched it. I saw it on the TV with my mother, and she screamed. <laughs> I bet. I don't know what the purpose of that was. They were like, look at this. That, that reeks of, like that gotcha like no 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 no. that reeks of like a six-year-old who like just got access to his desktop computer for the first time and learned how to use um what what was the paint no oh my god yes the paint app yeah just paint yeah and he's like look what i can do look you can like make it your your background children yeah children with million dollar budgets isn't that isn't that all that the movie making industry is is often because it is run by white straight silly little men silly little men yeah well that's the episode that's the episode we did it i was so nervous to be we've put off doing this this. for a few days because well longer than that but (laughs) because we've just been nervous to be back but i'm happy that we did it I'm so happy that we did it. I'm so happy that we're back. I know, me too. And I feel like a new woman. I can't wait to share this newness with all of you. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Emily's remarkable. Shut up. She is. It's true. Um, You are. Stevie, okay, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm just going to say this right now, and you need to listen. Look at me, because you can look at me now. (laughs) Okay? Okay. 
every single thing that you are going through right now that is happening to you is just as much progress as everything that is happening to me. Thanks. I'm serious. Just because it's not in the same realm or not in the same... It doesn't yield the same feelings of joy or of success doesn't mean that it's not just as useful and just as necessary for you to grow into the person that you were meant to be. Thanks. That makes me feel really good. I'm serious. Yeah, you guys, I'm kind of going through it lately, but I'm just as excited to bring this new authentic version of myself to you guys too and like thanks for the support of this community i didn't mean to cry in this don't cry but thanks for saying that i mean it cry i love you i love you and i love you guys <laughs> yeah we love you guys most importantly um especially all the ones where you give us money <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, that is a joke. No, but real talk, like, you guys have helped us so immensely, and I can't articulate. Like, I'm so so blown away by the amount of support that you guys have shown us. Like, consistently, even on our break. Like, it's so incredible. And it's helped us, like, immeasurably, truly, settling into this new um, and very sometimes scary and feeling like we've bit off more than we can chew part of our lives yeah lives and so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that um follow us on our social media at that hello Hello. i haven't said it in a while (laughs) at the sex files pod on instagram twitter and tumblr so we're going to be active on all those again um we're available on everywhere you get your podcasts and please leave us a review on um itunes if that's where you listen because that's super helpful for us and um on our social media we have our little link tree in our bios where you can send in questions and buy discounted sex toys and listen to fun music among other things yeah that's all i have nothing to say me either we'll see you next time we'll see you next time on the sex files okay bye bye